persistent is good, but sometimes stepping back is not a bad option either. And to manage your, your own life and the life of others, we need a wider angle and vision um, to come across solutions and remedy to tackle everything in our life or the, the challenges that are waiting for them. Welcome to the Asia Society Hong Kong Movers and Shakers podcast. Through the short interactive fireside chat, we get to meet with the leaders and game changers in different industries for insights into their personal journey to success, what they learned, how they failed, and other interesting wisdom they may want to share. Today's podcast is with Jason Yip, Community Engagement Director at MWIO, a think tank focused on youth-based initiatives in Hong Kong. Previous to that, Jason was a battlefield humanitarian serving as regional head of market at the Government Affairs and Donor Relations Division of the International Committee of the Red Cross. During his time at the ICRC, Jason worked at the Geneva headquarters to develop dialogue and mobilize resources with member states in accordance with the Geneva Convention, and has been stationed in Palestine, Afghanistan, and Myanmar as an ICRC delegate. Jason was responsible for developing and implementing ICRC's humanitarian initiatives in the battlefield and engaged in emergency relief. Jason was awarded the Medal of Honor by the Hong Kong government and selected as one of the 10 outstanding young persons by JCIHK. Jason sat down with Asia Society Hong Kong to conduct the following interview. So we just like to start off, uh, do you have a morning routine? What's the first hour of your day like? Uh, nowadays, I, I do make my breakfast every morning. Uh, I like doing that because uh, I think it's the... I mean, in Hong Kong, people tend to skip their breakfast or just spend less than 15 minutes to grab yeah, their thing in the subway and whatever. But I think the morning is very important for you to organize your, your emotion, organize your day. By making my, my own breakfast, I think it gives me time to think, uh, to refresh myself, to prepare myself for all the tasks and challenges during the day. Yeah. Now, in terms of young people these days, they're a little bit lost. Um, um, usually we have influences that uh, we remember when we were younger. Can you remember a mentor, a father, mother, uh, mm. a teacher, uh, that, and what kind of advice they gave you when you were younger, some good advice? I think there are too many. Uh, I, there are too many mentors or too many advisors in my life to, to make my story uh, of today that I have to say. Uh, I, I always I, um, I always make such an example I don't know whether it's, it's good for you to take a reference like that if you've considered my story today is a successful and interesting story I always say 70% of it is just lucky pure luck there are too many people have tried my path or tried their own path but not everyone can make it happen and then the next 25% there are too many people helping me that I can give you a few examples. And for the remaining 5%, 3% of it, I have to give a credit to my sister. My sister guides me very well and saved my life from, I mean, a couple of times from some value crisis or like all, all the lessons will make mistakes and whatever. Right. She, she saved my life a couple of times. And then for the remaining 2%, one of it, I can never explain why my story will happen like this. Mm. And the remaining 1% is just the so-called hard work. Perfect. I think everyone has to work hard for themselves. If you don't work hard for themselves, who will work hard for you? So I, I don't even want to put it as a, something so important because something so basic. So um, 
for for mentor or advisor, uh, there's a few person I always want to go back. First one um, is my first supervisor when doing my intern in Kenya. The first time I step up in Hong Kong, she's a Kenyan, and uh, she she told me something that I still remember today. Is like, you know what, Jason? It's so easy uh, to live your life for your own self. You are supposed to create a great life for yourself. You you create your career. You have achievement. Everything. You are supposed to be the one doing that for yourself. No one else will do it for you. But when you can make your your life stable and good, but you can spare some effort to take some real action for other, and then add some colors to make other life colorful. Also, then you are actually going beyond your life. If everyone can take a small step in in the society like that, then actually it's very it's very good. And then another group of people that I always think they are my advisor. They are they are they are no. I mean they are they are not anyone special or or great. They are basically most of the civilians or victims or people that I have come across in my journey. Uh, I always say. Small people or small potatoes sometimes t- have taught me the most. I remember the first day when I was in Palestine, I was caught into a protest like today in Hong Kong. You have the Molotov cocktail, you have the tear gas, and wow. between the Palestinian and Israelis, and it was my Palestinian colleagues. Then they were leading me to escape, well, to perform my work, to save people's life, to help. But if I was alone there, I don't know how to escape and protect myself. I think even though we are so-called coming from Hong Kong with such with so-called good educations or business backgrounds and money, but somehow we have to be humble when we are put in another context. We are nobody. We don't know how to survive out of our own home. I think the only play. Your world will only be bigger when you are humble enough to learn from every single one. No matter they're big leader or small leader or just an ordinary person, they will teach you something. In Afghanistan, I have a team of five Afghan young gentlemen.、Uh, you know, in Afghanistan, the 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 country will be war for sixty years.、Um, education system in their country does is not really functioning. So my five guys, they. They 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 speak English. They speak some dialect with management skill. Actually, they are amazing people. But you know what I saw from them? I remember in one of the trip, I was doing a field trip with them to a remote area. We stay in the tent at night. You don't really have privacy. You change in front of everyone. When they remove their shirt, I was shocked. Every single one of them at least have a bullet hole, a wound in their body. No matter it's in your arm, your shoulder, your chest, and whatever,、mm-hmm. I was asking myself for them. They are coming from a very well-established family in Afghanistan already.、Mm-hmm. They are already in this situation. What about those in the street,、right. or even those I can never see them? Then I asked myself, Wow, Jason, can you be proud of yourself with with your experience with Hong Kong? I cannot.、Mm-hmm. It's just so fragile compared to them. You know, I'm so fragile compared to every single one in my team in Afghanistan. If I got a bullet, even right at my palm, I would die. I would、right. say,、yeah. I cannot even stand the pain and whatever. But they have made their own story interesting. I think sometimes we have to we have to learn how to, yeah. That 
I, I don't know how to put it, but if you have good eyes, have a good heart and good mind, you can learn a lot from the people around you. Mm. I think we should look at ourselves lesser and looking at other people more. Otherwise, we only keep ourselves in our own box. I mean, that, that, that's a sort of relates to the next question in terms of okay. uh, how um, in the field, especially in your chosen career, yeah. uh, you've, you've, you've noticed a lot of uh, uh, people from different sectors of life yeah. um, and different countries and different experiences. Yeah. What did you find was most important, EQ or IQ? I would say both, but uh, if I have to choose, I would say EQ. IQ is important. IQ gives us the base to make decisions, uh, to try new solutions. But sometimes I think we, the human world doesn't need so much intelligence or new idea to run it. We need more common sense. And common sense will only come will only come when you are emotionally stable and calm. And I think actually human beings make a lot more mistakes, not because they don't have enough IQ, but because they don't have enough EQ. People tend to make mistakes when they are emotional, when the when the craze or excitement and whatever turn their eyes blind. So I, I, I think, for example, working in Afghanistan, do I need to know how the Microsoft computer function in order to work in Afghanistan? It doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't even need to know all, I mean, 90% of the things that I did in Hong Kong in order to live in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. But instead, I need, I need some more patience, some more interpersonal understanding, some more cultural sensitivity in order to understand the context over there and build trust with people, that is the things will actually bring me security and bring me friends and bring me the network that I need to perform my work. Probably, I, I think for researcher and for scientists, they may need more IQ. But for, for the path I have gone through, I think EQ is the one leading me most of the time. I mean, that almost sounds like life or death type of situations that you might avoid or... <laughs> yeah. How has a great failure in your life set you up for later success? I have failure almost every day. <laughs> every day you... I mean, I don't know when... I don't remember what I told you last time, but uh, I, I would say every day you, you, you always find something you can do better. There's already a failure. When, Of course, you can look at it in a positive way. I mean, in our society these days, we talk about positive communication. So instead of saying it failure, then you say it's a lesson learned, you want to do it better. But um, I would say, if you wait until the biggest failure, then you learn, then you improve, then maybe sometime it's too late. Mm. What if you don't really have a big failure? That means your life is not improved every day or what? So instead, I, I always do a practice in my life. It's like every night before I sleep, I spend around 20 minutes, half an hour, 15 minutes to rethink about the day I have gone through. Because this day, life is so packed and like just pass like, like a second. There's a lots of good moments, good lessons learned. They throw like water in our life. We never stop them and think about it, how it tastes and how it is like. And I think if we spend some more time ourselves every day to rethink about what we have done in a day, there's a lot of good lessons learned. We may have safer personal relations. We may have 
done the business deal in a better way. We may have a better way of communicating with someone instead of hurting them. And uh, I think by picking up every single piece of this kind of improvement every day is just like the old wisdom from our parents. Just try to save every single penny. And then after a period of time, you find yourself have quite some pocket money to buy something nicer. Mm. Um, I, think, I think for me, I, I have to be really lucky. I don't have a big failure ever in my life because um, there's too many people helping me. But I do think that every day there's some more thing I can do in a better manner that I'm trying my best to do it. In terms of this nightly reflection, how, what is that? Um, uh, is that just, um, just a thinking exercise or is this a journal or like... Yeah. You mean it's a thinking exercise? Yes. I mean, for example, if I was in a dialogue with my team out here, then I said something. Obviously, you can feel they have hesitation. Then probably at that moment in the meeting I have no better answer then I have to go with it but at night I will ask myself why that mm-hmm. colleagues will have such a feeling could I could I have done it in a better way maybe tomorrow I should apologize or tomorrow I have to do a remedy um, yes of course everyone say as a leader you need to have a quick and sharp decision but leader is also a human I have to admit mm. Uh, don't over as a leader don't try to exaggerate you over exaggerate yourself but at the same time as a team member don't try to don't try to glorify or think your leader can do everything either leader is just a difference in terms of the role they are human they make mistakes also and so I think we have to give a room for ourselves sometimes we need a certain leeways we, we need certain flexibility uh, I don't know. I don't know. Starting from when we start giving the merit to the leader, it's just like you can only make decision fast and decisive and whatever. We can make a decision fast, but I would rather to make a decision right. So some, sometime in the meeting, I have no choice. I give a bad response, but I think my my prompt or very swift response should be give me a night. I think about it, and then I come back with the best solutions. What's one of the most worthwhile investments that you've ever made? <laughs> I'm, quite, I'm pretty bad in terms of investment, although I was a financial analyst. But <laughs> <laughs> I think the best investment I have ever made was, was the decision to, to study all the languages. This, the process to move on from... Um, financial student to an international career there was a process of almost five years to there's not a single investment there's like um, a process that I spare all my leisure time after the banking hours um, to do all the community work to to do all the research about global issue to check the recruitment requirement of different international organizations and prepare myself for that I think that is the journey, that is the best investment until today is still benefiting me. I still remember those five years when I was preparing to move out from the bank to join the international organization. I, I, I don't recommend other people following it. Huh? Mm. Uh, I think I, I, I slept like four, three hours every day for a period of almost six to nine months. Wow. Uh, it's, very, it's, it's, a, it's a feeling of hungry. You want to learn, 
there's a whole new world out there you want to get to know what Africa is about what Middle East is about I after working in the investment bank every night I was reading joining seminars watching movie about geopolitics and try to read reports from NGOs and UN every another day but but that was the most exciting period in my life if you ask me now whether I could do it again probably I cannot but that feeling of passion that feeling of power and energy if you have ever experienced that you know why certain people will succeed and why certain people cannot because in order to go beyond your own comfortable life to experience something new and change completely the path of your life it needs a lot of energy although there's a risk of failure that at the end you don't have anything but at least the the, the level of excitement is it's really heartwarming. Mm. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in terms of your background, it's just so interesting. Uh, you, you've been sort of all around the world, and uh, you've you've seen sort of uh, uh, different parts of society. And we were discussing earlier about the sort of the polarization mm. of 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 of, um, of different sides. Um, is there a sort of a solution that you would have for uh, uh, different sides that don't agree on something? like in a negotiation or um, I think I think it's very <laughs> about negotiation or different I, I would go back to the to the individual uh, himself or herself I think like what we talked about earlier this day we are we are we are in a society so comfortable every single part of our life can be taken care by a profession in the society. If you need information, you rely on the media. If you need medical survey, you rely on the doctors and nurses. If you need knowledge, you rely on the teachers and whatever. So we are only there just like a boss for mm. people to feed information or knowledge to us. But at the same time, we forget a very important merit or attribute in a boss is you have to make decisions, you have to screen, you have to try to look for the best person, you have to compare and always compare. There is not a single step. You cannot just be the boss there being lazy and wait for people giving you information because you need to make decisions yourself. Your brain needs to move. So I think the best way to tackle polarization as an individual is you really have to be aware the information coming from you is only from one channel and you are the one creating that channel. You have to be, be self-critical enough to, to, to ask yourself question uh, whether I have, been too, I have been too comfortable in this way of receiving information or not and then you try to challenge yourself and create something different. You know, it's very easy to have a life that can make yourself happy then you are in a happy life but that is not a complete picture of the whole world you have to be an asshole to yourself mm -hmm. and to make yourself feel pain sometimes to, mm -hmm. to change your habit I think it's the, it's the, it's the same situation in, the, in a negotiation room um, you have all the stakeholders in front of you they all come with their own agendas uh, your job as a facilitator, a moderator, and whatever in between is to try to create a common ground. I think you have to have the, you have to have the, the capacity or capability to think about the bottom lines of every single stakeholder at the table. And at the same time to try to create a third bottom line that everyone can stand on it comfortably. No negotiation 
will be successful when there's no compromise or creative solution. Creative solution sounds very. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to describe. Anyway, creative solution is it sounds very advanced or abstract and whatever. But I to me is is a is a compromise. It's a process of compromising again, but you package it in a good in a good way. But you have to have the capability to try to see the bottom line of everyone, and then to create something that some of them have to chip in something, and some of them can take out something at the same time. This is how is the capacity you have to see beyond one life and and see beyond horizon. I would say it's a very old saying. Yeah. Let's see a sort of time machine question. If you could go back in time. Uh, is there any advice that you would give to your twenty-year-old self? Um, I would say, do the follow the same path again. Quit the banks and go on the life, but even do it crazier. Crazy. I, yeah, that means more. I mean. When I look back for the last twenty years, I of course my life is already very wonderful, exciting. I have no complaint about it. But you know, human beings always greedy. I'm very greedy. Also, I would love to experience once again and even more. So that's why I would say crazier. Probably you should go gone for somewhere even further away, something even more exotic and whatever. But there's one really concrete piece of advice for my old, for my for myself twenty years ago is keep on trial and error. Without trying, you never know what is good to yourself and to others. Without making mistake, you never learn. I think people nowadays are too scared of making mistake or, or, or wasting time on something that uh, seems like not productive or effective, not bringing in any result. But I, I don't, I don't know why no one see the beauty. Actually, a a good mistake can be a good lesson learned that benefiting your whole life. Uh, I always come across come across questions from from parents and from students through email or social media. They say, Jason, can you advise us how to plan my life and whatever? I don't want to make mistake and miss chances and miss the time and whatever. Then I say, you know what? Sometimes you miss five minutes. Maybe it's beneficial for you for ten years.、Mm. Um, you miss one year. Probably yes. You miss you miss the chance this year. But if you think about why you miss it, then that lesson learned can be a, a milestone in your life.、Mm. Uh, I definitely ask everyone, unless you are so lucky, like some of those people born with their clear idea what they want in their life and their achievement, then go ahead and go with it. But I would say, eighty percent of the people they are finding their own path. They are so their spirit throughout their own life. Then, if you if you are one of those very unlucky one, then my advice is try everything, see what touches your heart most, and then if you find that passion, keep go on. But then at the end, what if I don't really have any passion? Then if you don't have any passion, you try everything. Then at least you see most part of the world is still a benefit.、Mm-hmm. Don't stay in your own box. You have to go beyond it. I'm not asking you to be an outdoor. I mean, outgoing person and whatever. Try to talk to different people. Even you are reading person, read different kinds of books. Even you are, you like cooking. You just want to stay in the box of cooking. You still need to cook different kinds of cuisine until you can taste the, all the flavor in the world.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go out there and explore. <laughs>、um, finally, it's it's.、Um 
In January 2020, it'll mark uh, the 30th anniversary of Asian Society Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, what was your first impression or interaction uh, uh, with, with uh, I guess you were born here, but in China? Yeah. Uh, I went to, okay, of course, I went to China when I was real young, like four or five, but I don't really have a have any impressions or, or memory of what had happened but my first really aware or trip to to China is when I was I think 18 something like that yeah I think so then there was the first time I think I went to Shandong uh, in China that uh, I I stay in the ethnic university of Shandong at that moment uh, that was a very interesting experience in the sense that gave me a new definition of Chinese. Because if you ask, uh, ask any Hong Kong Chinese in Hong Kong, their image of a Hong Kong Chinese is black hair, like yellow skin, whatever you call it, or, not, or look like me or look like most of the people. And, but if you step into China, the so-called the terms Chinese is so diverse. You have the Tibetan Chinese. Mm-hmm. You have others. You may not call them Chinese, but whatever. If Chinese is the nationality, not the ethnicity, I don't know how to call it. But anyway, I just want to say, Chinese as a term is a is a collective term. It's a family terms. There's a lot of diversity inside. It's not as mono or or. Or mono, what is the better term for mono? I don't, I don't know, but it's not as simple as we defined in Hong Kong. It's quite diverse. Exactly, it's quite diverse. You can, you can have a lot of ethnic minority in China. They are holding a Chinese passport. They are Chinese. They are part of the Chinese culture. Uh, China itself is is a country can be large enough for you to explore in the whole. Oh, I remember a very interesting saying. Uh, I went back to China for the second time after 10 years. Uh, that was when I was 28. I have traveled a bit of the world. Uh, I met an old man uh, in a village because I went to a village uh, of, a, of one of the friends I met in eight, when I was 18. She wa- I mean, he was coming from a village in, Mon- I mean, in the northeastern China, that's what we call the Manchuria in those days. And uh, I met an old gentleman in a village. He sat, he sat down next to a river. I talked to him. He said, oh, wow, you come from Hong Kong far away. You, you have seen the world. I said, yeah, kind of. I felt very proud of myself. But then when he, he, told, me a thing, he told me a thing that I felt, oh, my God, I should be more humble. He, he had been to so many parts of China, and in fact, there are a lot of diversity. He told me China is the country you need to spend your whole life to explore if you really need to understand it. China is not Beijing only. China is not Shanghai only. China is more than those places. Mm-hmm. If you spend time to understand this culture, its composition, its dynamics, its geographical difference, its cultural difference, is actually as interesting as you have traveled to Middle East, Africa, America, and Europe. <laughs> Appreciate more the diversity in the country. That's great. Yeah. In terms of, um, if you could have an audience with all the young people, yeah, what would you want to sort of tell them? 
um, this day as of August 2019 in Hong Kong. Uh, I would I would ask them try to step back and have a wider angle, have a bigger picture for whatever difficulty they they are facing and they are going to face, and also for themselves and for the city. Uh, persistent is good, but sometimes stepping back is not a bad option either. And to manage your, your own life and the life of others. We need a wider angle and visions um, to come across solutions and remedy to tackle everything in our life or the, the challenges that are waiting for them. Well, I know you have some things planned um, to, to help with this, so we look forward to that and supporting you. Yeah, December, right. there will be an event by our office. Pay attention to it. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll make sure to, 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 to help you uh, yeah. with, with putting that out. But uh, yeah. thank you for your time. Thanks a lot, Joe. <laughs> Yeah.